Hello, ghouls, and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanting to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Ed's Barbershop. Ed's Barbershop is located at 210 Lane Street in North Judson, Indiana. So if you enjoy getting your hair cut from a hometown barber with that old-fashioned feel, then dial 574-896-3344 and schedule your appointment today. All right, Blackjack, we're here on episode one, season two of Brave the Basement. You excited? Yeah, I'm actually very excited now. We're ready to get on. And what's today's topic? So today we're going to be talking about one of the most haunted places in the entire country, Savannah, Georgia. So before we get into that, uh, we apologize for the delay. In the release of this episode, we originally said that it would release on Monday the 29th due to some technical issues uh, that had to be pushed back. So um, we're going to go ahead and just jump straight in to Savannah, Georgia. So in about the eight, I'm sorry, the 1680s, the Shawnee Native American tribe took control of the area by by defeating the Watso tribe. And also, uh, in 1733, General James Oglethorpe and the 120 passengers of the ship Anne landed on a bluff high along the Savannah River in February. In 1778, during the American Revolutionary War, Savannah came under British and Loyalist control. At the Siege of Savannah in 1779, American and French troops fought unsuccessfully to retake the city. During the Civil War, General Sherman and his troops captured Savannah on December 22, 1864. Sherman then telegraphed his commander-in-chief, President Abraham Lincoln, offering him the city as a Christmas present. So why am I telling you all this? Because what I'm trying to explain here is way back even in the 1600s and probably even before that, all the way to present day, the city has seen wars, pandemics, natural disasters. It's went through slavery throughout its entire history, making it one of the most haunted places in the world. So basically, this has a very rich area of scary stuff. Exactly. And I could make probably an entire season of podcasts just dedicated to just the history without even touching into the paranormal. And then once I completed that whole season, we could probably do a whole other season of the paranormal things that go on in Savannah, Georgia. And after that, we could probably make a whole other season of making fun of Blackjack's places to go. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to share some stories and then we're going to give you guys Blackjack's list of vacation destinations that he needs to do when he goes and visits Savannah, Georgia. Right, Blackjack? Oh, yes. Obviously, he's too scared to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he would be, too. All right, so we're going to go ahead and dive into this first story. And uh, this is from uh, Ghost and Graves. I'm sorry, GhostandGravestones.com. Uh, it's titled Shrimp Factory. Our first story begins at the Shrimp Factory on River Street. Most of the buildings on River Street were once warehouses. The building with the red and white awning was used as a cotton warehouse and also held slaves after they were brought over from Africa. By day, the slaves would work loading cotton. At night, they would be chained to the walls of the rooms upstairs. 
Some of the employees of the shrimp factory believe the lingering essence of those slaves is still there. They've heard all sorts of strange noises upstairs, including groaning and a clanking of chains. Vaduki, vaduki, the cries can be heard, echoing from the upper floors. Guess what that means? Duki meant devil, and va meant to kill. Vaduki, vaduki, to kill the devil. Shadows are seen on the walls, and unseen voices murmur in the dark. Call it an act of imagination, if you want, but many believe something is happening that just can't be explained. Yeah, uh, that that's just, like, you know, terrifying. It is, and so... And obviously, there's a whole lot more because I got another story for you. Woohoo! So this is uh, titled Marshall House. The Marshall House is a very haunted place in Savannah. That seems to be a common theme in Savannah, Blackjack. Oh, yeah. That's why we're going there. It was built in 1851 and during the Civil War was occupied by General Sherman and used as a Union hospital until the end of the war. 1864 was an extremely cold year and the ground was frozen. Rather than bury amputated legs and arms, the doctors were forced to bury them under the floorboards. The Marshall Hotel is another great hotel to have a paranormal encounter. When the hotel was restored in 1999, workers were replacing some damaged floorboards downstairs when they found human remains. The area was closed and treated as a crime scene, but they soon learned that the downstairs had once been the hospital surgery room. At one time, the author of Uncle Remus, his songs and his sayings, Joe Chandler Harris spent time in Savannah staying at the Marshall House, writing, Guests today report hearing the sound of a typewriter from his room. Another odd occurrence happened in the main floor, in the main floor's ladies' restroom. One particular stall constantly locks itself requiring the staff to come open it. Visitors say a ghostly woman can sometimes be seen in the restroom. More notably, guests report seeing a Union soldier with just one arm wandering through the lobby, carrying his lost arm, looking for a surgeon. Down in the basement, men are seen carrying stretchers with bodies on them, and sometimes amputated limbs litter the basement floor. You know what? I'd go to the hotel as long as they have like a swimming pool. I don't care if dead people are walking by, chilling in the pool with dead people. So you're totally cool as long as there's a pool. Yeah, and maybe a fish. Are you cool because you're in the pool? Yes. And we're already we're we're in the first episode. He's already going on about the, the fish. fish. I think blackjack is going to turn into a fish one day. As much as you, do you. Do you even enjoy fishing that much that you just constantly talk about the fish? I love fishing. If we can get like a fishing paranormal story, honestly, I will be the host of that episode that day, bro. All right, so there is the challenge, the the call to action for the ghouls out there. If you've been out fishing and seen Blackjack as a ghost, no, I'm kidding. If you had a paranormal activity while fishing, send it over and I will force Blackjack to read it. And we will make fun of him with our fish dolls. Yes, the fish dolls will come back. All right, so uh, we're going to go to ghostcitytours.com, and they have a couple stories about Savannah as well. So the first story is about a little girl they call Little Grace Watson. 
One of the most enduring and touching ghost stories in Savannah is the story of little Grace Watson. Gracie Watson was the daughter of W.J. and Francis Watson. They managed the Plasky Hotel, now demolished, on Johnson Square. In life, she could often be found playing in a hotel, entertaining guests. Or she would often head outside to Johnson Square to play amongst trees. She was the unofficial greeter for the Plasky Hotel. Little Gracie died just two days before Easter in 1889. Her parents were understandably heartbroken. Her father had a sculptor, John Waltz, commissioned for her daughter's grave marker. It was a life-sized and picture-accurate representation of Little Gracie. Her body was laid to rest in Bonaventure Cemetery. Death doesn't seem to stop Little Gracie from greeting people who come to Savannah, nor does it stop her from playing in the square. The ghost of Little Gracie has been seen in Johnson Square many times over the years. What do you think of that one, Blackjack? It's just another creepy story in Savannah, you know. Just your average mill of, yeah, your average thing. You know, just creepy stuff. So, so you think that people in Savannah, Georgia are just like, yeah, it's another ghost. Uh, uh Yeah, another ghost. Uh, uh, how many is this? Add them on the list? All right. All right, so this one comes from GhostCityTours.com as well. And this one, uh, if you eavesdrop on a tour happening in Savannah's Wright Square, also known as the Hanging Square, the chances are high that you will be catching some part of the Alice Riley story. Alice Riley was the first woman hanged in Georgia for committing the first murder in the colony. Many tours talk about her romantic love with Richard White and how difficult their lives were as indentured servants to a cruel and callous man. That they had no choice but to murder this man so that they could run away together and begin anew. You may hear that they were captured and White was hanged immediately, but it was discovered later that Riley was pregnant, so she was executed months later after the baby was born. If you're lucky enough to hop on a ghost tour, you will hear the infamous ghost story of Alice Riley and a tale of how she was pregnant at the time of her hanging. And now her ghost followers, now her ghost follows pregnant women and mothers with infants trying desperately to take their babies from them. So, and that's the fun thing about, you know, when you get into a lot of these old stories, um, you'll hear one thing and then you'll hear something that contradicts itself. Um, so the first paragraph said that they waited to do the execution. And then in the very next paragraph, it states that they executed her with child and that her ghosts follows pregnant women and mothers with infants trying desperately to take babies from them. I'm just going to help you out, ghouls. Just don't have kids in Savannah. Don't have any children. Don't have children. Otherwise, you will see the ghost of Alice Riley. Have have children to the next city over, and then you can go to Savannah to your house. But it said that it even follows mothers, not just pregnant women, but mothers in general with children. All right, just leave the state. Just completely just, leave. Yeah, just leave Savannah. And Blackjack, I got another real good reason uh, why you would want to visit Savannah, and that's because over you know the course of its history, it has been a hot spot for the yellow fever. 
And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about next. Uh, Savannah has endured more than her share of disease and death since the founding of the city in 1733. The disease which has caused the most damage is almost certainly yellow fever. Yellow fever is a viral disease which is carried by mosquitoes. During the 1700s and 1800s, the medical community had no idea to the true cause of yellow fever or how to treat it. Symptoms of yellow fever include muscle aches, bleeding, vomiting, and can progress until the victim is in a coma or suffering from delirium, followed by death. In the swampy environment in which Savannah was founded and was built, mosquitoes were everywhere. And more than once a large portion of the population lost their lives to yellow fever. In total, according to Dr. William Loring, almost 4,000 people lost their life to yellow fever between 1807 and the great epidemic of 1820. On September 15, 1820, only 1,500 of the original population of 5,000 remained in Savannah. Yellow fever continued to plague Savannah until the end of the 19th century. In Colonial Park Cemetery, there were mass graves set up for the dead from one of the yellow fever outbreaks. If you read the sign on the site of this mass grave, it will state that almost 700 people were buried in the mass grave. If you died from yellow fever and were lucky, you were placed in a coffin and given a proper burial. However, even that had its problems. See, one of the results of having yellow fever is going into a coma. The victim's heartbeat would slow to a crawl with breathing so shallow it was barely perceivable. Many times the people still alive were placed in a coffin and buried. Coffins have been uncovered from Colonial Park Cemetery, which have scratch marks on the lids, suggesting that these people awoke from their coma to discover their rather dire situation. If anything could cause a ghost to remain behind in a cemetery, surely it could be a result of being buried alive. One of the most reported ghosts in Colonial Park is that of a shadow person weaving its way through the headstones and burial plots. Is it possible that this ghost is one of the yellow fever victims? All right. At th- at this point, uh, Savannah can survive COVID. Just, just, it, COVID's nothing to Savannah. Now, what struck me when I was reading that, um, I haven't told this story yet. Um, I, I've been, I've been waiting to tell, uh, my experience, uh, on a ghost hunt at a cemetery. And I, I have posted it on Reddit. And in that story, I mentioned, you know, when I, when I first started ghost hunting, I would go to these cemeteries at night and I would never see anything. And I came to realize that you need to go to Savannah. No, <laughs> the reason why I'm not, why I'm not, why I didn't have a whole lot of experiences in these cemeteries is because the people died somewhere else and their bodies were laid to rest in the cemetery. Now, in this situation, what they're talking about, people being buried alive. Now I could see where the ghosts would haunt the cemetery because that's where they died. Only happened to Savannah, people. So now we are going to get into the top six list of places that Blackjack is going to visit on his trip to Savannah, Georgia. Are you ready, Blackjack? Bring her on. 
Okay, number one, uh, the first stop on Blackjack's uh, itinerary when he goes to Savannah, Georgia for his ghost tour is the Hamilton Turner Inn. The Hamilton Turner Inn was made famous by Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Paranormal activities inside the inn include the sound of children laughing, billiard balls, rolling around on the upper floors, and sightings of a strange cigar-smoking man sitting on the roof. And then next place is going to go is the Marshall House, which we already had a ghost story earlier in this episode about. Uh, it's on the top six haunted places that Blackjack's just dying to go to. I, I'm so excited, guys. We're going this summer. USA Today named the Marshall House one of the best haunted hotels in the U.S. Since 1851, this hotel has been used as a hospital three times, once for Union soldiers and twice for 19th century yellow fever epidemics. Guests have reported their fair share of paranormal experiences, such as seeing ghosts in the hallways, hearing non-existent children running down the halls, and faucets turning on by themselves. Leaky pipes. Now this one, uh, stop number three on Blackjack's itinerary, um, is 1790. It's such an odd name. Uh, the ghosts of a woman scorned, a slave cook, and a servant boy are said to hang around 1790 Inn and Restaurant, haunting guests and diners alike. While dining at the restaurant, you may hear the cook banging on pots in the kitchen or see a glimpse of a little servant boy. If you stay at the inn, you might spot Anna, one of the most famous ghost girls in the city who haunts the upstairs guest rooms waiting for the return of her lost love. And that brings us to the pirate house. The pirate house. This is uh, stop number four on Blackjack's tour of the city. And uh, hey, Blackjack. Yes. What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. You think it's R, but it's actually the C. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty corny. Once a saloon and rest stop for the seafarers from abroad, the Pirate's House still stands today as one of Savannah's most well-known restaurants. However, the Pirate's House can't escape its dark past. Many were brutishly shanghaied down in the boarding house basement and forced to serve on the sea. There are many secrets to discover at this world-famous site. And then we move on to stop number five. This one's got a funny name as well. It's called the Kehoe House. Kehoe. The Kehoe family consisted of ten children, and rumor has it that the two of them died in the house. Although the rumor is completely unsubstantiated, many guests say that they encountered ghost children during their overnight stays. Also, before becoming a beautiful bed and breakfast, the Kehoe House was a funeral home. So is the Key House, Kehoe House haunted? We dare you to stay at night and see for yourself. Okay, we just got to mention the fact that, of course, it was a funeral home. Well, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't? Why? Why would you not want to take a funeral home and turn it into a bed and breakfast? I mean, I, I mean, at this point, make it a funeral home to a hospital, maybe then a bread and breakfast. Then later, you can make it into a graveyard. Now, this brings us to number six. On Blackjack's tour of Savannah. And after going to all these scary places, 
He's definitely got to stop by the Moon River Brewing Company and get himself a Moon River Brewing Company beer because this beer house is considered by many to be the most haunted place in Savannah. Many guests have spotted a lady wearing white at the top of the restaurant staircase. Ghosts have also been known to throw bottles, breeze by patrons, and play tricks on staff members. Guests at Moon River Brewing Company have nothing to worry about as long as they stay away from the basement and the upstairs, which are the two most active paranormal spot paranormal spots in the joint. At this point, we're just gonna bring a Ouija board and have a beard. Like I said uh, earlier, we could do a whole season on nothing but the Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, Savannah, Georgia. Just the history, just going into the whole history from Native American tribes, um, pandemics. Revolutionary War, Civil, Civil War, War, natural disasters killing people. Um, it is considered one of the most haunted places in the entire world. And that's why you don't go to places like these, okay? You just want to you know, stay at your house, be antisocial, not mess with ghosts, and you'll be all fine. So I take it you're already ready to cancel your summer vacation plans? Uh most likely, uh, just I'd rather stay in my house where um, there's no ghosts and I'm staying. I'm still alive. Okay, and speaking of ghost hunting, Blackjack, I just want to mention this real quick before we get out of here. It's almost time for you and I to go to Moody's Light. We've been talking about it. We've been promising that we'll do it. I know we gotta go. The weather is breaking. And it's almost time to go, so hopefully when we go, we'll record something actually worth sharing. If you would like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share, you could reach us at bravethebasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you are up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on a light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And I hope you join us again. Until next time. <laughs>